Welcome to the Embody Your Design podcast. I am your host, Amy May, 6'3 Emotional Manifesting Generator. I am obsessed with human design and mindset tools and using them to create a life beyond my wildest dreams. My goal with this podcast is to bring you human design and share stories around how you too can begin to embody your human design. What is talked about in this podcast are the thoughts and opinions of me and my guests. I'm always welcome to feedback should you have any. Thank you for being here and let's dive in as we embody our human design one conversation at a time. Excited to have April Navilla here on the podcast today. She is a uh, human design practitioner. She is a ego or an ego manifester, and um, I got connected through her with somebody else who is in the, on this podcast. And I'm excited to have her here because I always I love talking to manifestors. You guys are all so different, and I just mm. I love it. So uh, April, <laughs> do you want to introduce yourself and what you do? Um, for uh, the listeners? Sure. Um, I am April Navoa. I am an author. I am a jinkies guide and a human design specialist. Uh, and I'm a mom. I'm a grandma. I'm a wife of uh, 32 years and uh, just a person that likes to explore and experiment. Love it. Love it. Yes. And so how long have you been in like how long has it been since you first learned about human design? Like how long have you been like working? Oh, I think it's close to four years now. It was, uh, I was listening to a podcast and it, and some things that the, uh, woman was saying just kind of resonated with me. And I thought, wow, something's something's there's something to this. So, yeah. I love it. And so how has it, like shifted and changed changed your life since like really like knowing and beginning to embody like your human design? Well, it was very empowering to me. Um, it really uh, solidified some understandings uh, about myself that I'd had all, my, you know, that I'd struggled with my entire life. And um, it was just extremely eye-opening. Um, I felt uh, liberated. I felt uh, uh, like I could uh, embody who I was. I could, um, I could be who I knew I was deep down inside. I didn't have to live uh, in an inauthentic existence anymore. I didn't have to try to be like everybody else. I was good just being me, which was, is very different than a lot of people. Yeah, like for sure. And because manifestors, they only make up like a fraction of Yes. The population, you know, versus other types and, and yes. it can feel like, you know, just being like very, very uh, different. Uh, my my uh, sister, who's like about a year and a half younger than me, she's a manifester. And mm-hmm. so, you know, just being so close to that energy, it's like I could observe it and like see how it plays out and like, you know, having conversations with her. It's definitely been like very interesting um what has been the like biggest it's like transformation that you've seen in your life as a result of like learning your human design 
Um, I guess the biggest transformation was to uh, recover from being a lifeline, a lifetime people pleaser. I always, I was, you know, I think there's two categories of manifestors. There's really, I guess, two categories in how we react to our aura and how the world reacts to us. There's manifestors that can really be in the not self. They can be angry and a little aggressive as a reaction from the responses that they get from the world. And then there's manifestors like myself that uh, get beaten down early in life. And we, we really hide our power. We really hide our brilliance and we just kind of want to be left alone. Um, And I was that kind of person. I was just really afraid to allow my light and my uniqueness to shine And I was very about making other people comfortable and happy so that I would not meet resistance. And when the informing piece came to me, um, it was like, wow, okay, I don't have to, I don't have to do a dance for everybody. I don't have to perform for everyone. I can simply inform them and leave it be. And however they react or, or don't, that's okay. I've done my piece. And it, it, to me, it just kind of liberated me. It freed me up to just learn, start that deconditioning process and really learn to be who I was, as opposed to a person that spent a lifetime trying to make other people comfortable or um, please. Oh, yeah. Now I'm like, I'm trying to think like, which category would my sister fit into, which is Mm -hmm. kind of neither, actually. Yeah, I think we 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 can vacillate back and forth. We can become you know, it just depends on where we are, I guess, in our stage of life and how tired we are. You know, we can vacillate as far as like how we react to other people's reactions or uh, feeling controlled or, uh, you know, caged in because freedom is extremely important to us. Oh, uh, yeah. And I've seen that, like, I've seen that struggle just with everything going on with like uh, with COVID and like the lockdowns and that was just a huge struggle for you know a lot of people and um you know for for like my sister like being that manifester like I I witnessed like that struggle like really being hard for and it's that like freedom being taken away and that's that's no fun (laughs) no it's difficult um it's it's very difficult I think for the manifester because we have like a nonverbal creative process so we're doing before we think to inform. And I'm, and you know, when you become aware that that kind of scares people or intimidates them, um, the informing piece is, is wonderful. Um, but it's difficult to just move freely in the world right now. And, and I think that's gotta be challenging for all types. Um, but yes, definitely as a manifesto, that's very challenging. Yeah, for sure. So I always like to ask this, you know, with manifestors and having your own business and especially like a business in like, like human design specialists and gene keys, like, um, do you ever feel like, uh, do you ever experience like any sort of like boredom or like switching things up? Or do you notice that it like, like, I guess, like, how do you work with your energy and your, in your business? Cause I, I've heard like conflict, like different things. And of course everybody's unique, but I'm just curious, like what your experience, like with you being a manifester and being like a business owner, like, how do you work with that energy? Well, I'm a line three 
And I've been a serial entrepreneur. I've done a lot of different things throughout my lifetime. And I think uh, early on, that was very necessary for me. The way that I learn is by learning what isn't working, <laughs> what, you know, what doesn't work. And I, I always take a little piece of that into my next venture. Um, but I think one of the wonderful things about human design for me as a line three was to understand that in my trial and error process, there was really not any error. It was just data. And I was gathering data as I went along as to what worked and what did not work. At this stage in my life, I'm in the early 50s, um, the experimental part of that has kind of settled down a little bit, but I don't think I'll ever not be learning or uh, evolving in what I do. I, I just continually, uh, it's also in my incarnation cross. I, you know, I'm, I have this desire and need to learn and to up, up my game all the time. So uh, I don't know that there'll ever be a, a point in my life where I'm satisfied and it's like, okay, this is it. I don't need to add anything else to my toolbox uh, because I'm just not wired that way. Um, the thrill for me is to keep learning and adding. I, I do get bored uh, if I stay in one place for too long. I am meant to move. and um, But I, I guess I don't do it quite as much as I did in my younger years. Um, but definitely always, always looking for things to add or to deepen my knowledge and that's one of the wonderful things about human design. It's so uh, multifaceted. It's so deep. You can't just sit down and understand it in one day. I mean, it really takes years. And as time goes by and the deeper I dive into this, uh, you know, what I thought I knew today, I know, you know, I know more I can add to it tomorrow. So I guess that's, that's the advantage of being, of doing something connected to human design is just, it's always going to be a surprise every day for me. And I, and I really enjoy that. I love it. I love that. Yeah. And I'm still, you know, fairly new. I've been like learning human design for only like a couple of years now, but I also have, um, I'm a six three profile. So that like just dive in, go, go in. And I'm, I'm in my thirties. So that like second phase of that six line. And so it's, I'm like the same way. And it's like, you learn through do, doing yes. and, and like, there's always something to learn and always something to like contemplate, especially with like the, especially with the gene keys because it's related to human design. It's just like a deeper, um, yes. deeper contemplation of all the, of the gates and the genes under gene keys of, they yes. stuff is the all of that. Um, yes. <laughs> can feel like if you're new and listening and you can feel like, wait, what are you guys talking about? But just trust us, it, it all relates. <laughs> but yes. uh, it's like so fun to explore all of that. Um, yes. Have you, like you mentioned before, like you're a mom and you're a grandma, like do you use human design in how you like relate to like your kids and your grandkids and and guiding them is that something you do yes well you know for me uh this came on board um after my oldest children were were uh you know out of the house my youngest child um it's been phenomenally helpful understanding her she's a man gen and she's got this, she's also a three, five like me. So it's been a really uh, neat experience uh, working with them with her. And she's, and I think too, it's really important that your children want 
uh, <laughs> one information. I think where my other children are concerned, I look at it in terms of trying to understand them better as opposed to, uh, you know, and then sometimes I can insert little nuggets of information if they ask. Uh, but my youngest child, I think, is probably more into human design than uh, my older one, simply because she's just the last one at home and she's been around me as I've learned these things. So I think it's, imp I think it's important to understand your design. I, it's important for me to understand my design, but it's really, I think, very special when you really begin to branch out and understand other people's design. I mean, in my marriage, for example, it's been very helpful. My husband is a generator. And, um, you know, I, I can't, I can't remember who said it, but it might be Anais Nin, but I might be wrong, but she said, um, we, you know, we basically look at others as ourselves. We basically, um, think that other people think and process and function like we do. That's quite natural to us. We, we believe that, but human design kind of says, no, you know, everybody's unique. Their motivations are different. Their energy levels are different. What lights them up is different. Um, and that I think goes a long way relationally with anybody, whether it's a family member or a spouse or a friend, uh, you know, understanding their energy level, you know, my best friend's a projector. Um, that has been really wonderful to just kind of understand her. She's also aligned too. So she goes into these, you know, these hermit periods. Um, there's just things I understand about her now that I, that used to puzzle me and same thing with my children and my family and, and my husband and, and, uh, other friends, you know, it's, that's been very powerful for me. And, um, as I understand myself, um, I know how my impact better. I know how I'm impacting the people in my life and I can, uh, I can inform, or even if they're open to it, explain to them, uh, you know, one of my big pet peeves is if I'm in the middle of a project or doing something and, you know, my, my daughter and my husband who are both generators, very relational, you know, and they'll kind of interrupt me in my process. And now that I understand, you know, how difficult that is as a manifester, I can explain that to them and they have a better understanding. Uh, whereas I also understand that their need to really connect and is very important to them and I can slow down and, um, you know, really honor that. And so it's, you know, human design, I think really fosters a lot of respect and, um, and deepens relationships. Yeah. I, um, one of the things that I've started, I've changed in my behavior since learning like human design in general versus just my design is, um, if I know of a projector, like being intentional about inviting them in mm -hmm. and, and also, even though it's part of my strategy, but being really intentional about like informing and, and letting people know what's going on and, and, um, and also stop using like open-ended questions so often and yeah. like, <laughs> yes, no questions are your friend because uh, between like generators and many gens, it's about like 70% of people and, you know, asking that question, what do you guys want to do? And, you know, people are just like, what? I, yeah. And me too, I'm like, what? I don't, I don't know. And then you give me options. It's like, no, I don't want to do that. No, I don't want to do that. Right. And people would get like so mad at me, but now I can even say to somebody like, 
Um, how about you give me some options and I can like respond to those kind of a thing. It really like changes in how yes. you relate and how you communicate with other people. Um, yes. Yeah. Very, I love it. <laughs> very much so that it, that was, that was really eye opening to me with my husband that I would come in and just kind of over the years, overwhelm him with, you know, <laughs> with questions. And he would just look at me like, what? you know, can we, and he would say, can we just cut to the chase? You know, can we get to, you know, what are you asking me? You know? And I'm like, oh, okay. That works better for him. And, um, you know, that's really a part of, of, of loving somebody else. I think Rahu said that when you love somebody, you know, you, you know, accepting them fully who, for who they are and them accepting you for who you are. Um, that is love. And, um, you know, I, I find that human design really makes a difference in that. It's really been a game changer as far as relationships are concerned for me and, and in understanding myself and also just really um, honoring my differences and informing people about my differences, because I think I, I tried so much of my life to accommodate and to please that I tried to, you know, I would really uh, repress a lot of emotion and around emotion around what my preferences were, what I wanted or how I felt about things. And I feel very comfortable and free now and saying, uh, you know, I really need you to give me an hour off to myself to do this. And when I'm done, I will come rejoin you, uh, you know, informing people, letting them know that this is what I need right now for me. Uh, I love that. And I don't know if this is a bridge, but to me, in my mind, somehow it's a bridge, but like, um, I know you're like, you're an ego manifester. So ego is your authority. Like, how do you, how do you use that in your decision making process? Just because like, like, this isn't one of the more like common authorities. So I always like to ask people yeah, your experience with it. It's, it's, um, it was. I had a very difficult time in the beginning trying to understand my authority. Um, but now I, I feel more comfortable with it. Initially, uh, when I was first practicing it, what was helpful to me was to talk to a friend and talk to them, not discuss anything with them. You know, I just need you to listen to me right now. I, I've just got to get some things off my chest. And I would hear my own authority in what I was saying. I would hear uh, what I wanted, what was correct for me and what I was saying. I still do that, but what had, ha it has become for me now is almost a visceral feeling. I can feel in my body if it's something that is correct for me or not. Like I can feel either drawn to it or, or kind of repelled from it. So I can feel that, that, um, willpower, it's like, I feel empowered by something. I feel drawn to it, or it's just not happening. Um, and I'm learning to pay closer attention to that. But initially, and I think what's very helpful for anybody with ego authority, because that can be a projector as well, is to ask a, a trusted friend, somebody that's willing to hold space, as opposed to tell you what to do. And just ask them, can you hear me now? Can I... Um, I just need to express some things. I'm trying to make a decision about something and I just need to hear myself talk. Can you just, can you provide that space for me now? And um, 
I was able to do that early on with a friend and, you know, that was, and she was very willing to, to uh, do that with me. And I could hear in my voice, my authorities uh, very correctly identifying what was good for me or not um, in that conversation. Oh, I, I love that advice. It's almost similar to uh, like that sounding board authority where that like for people who have just the the head, the ajna, the throat, one of any of the combination of those yes. where they need to like speak it and not need, not get advice or not have somebody like tell them what to do, but just to really like hear the voice and like hear how it like hits on the body um I, yeah. I love that advice yeah yeah it's quite surprising and that it's a mental projector or a self-projected projector I think are the two that have a similar process uh for me it just boils down to desire you know to a to a wanting and and it's it is embodied I can feel it now but early on it was it was a little tricky I, I love uh, the generators, uh, especially the pure sacral generators, uh, sacral response. And I wish, I wished early on, like, gosh, couldn't I just be a generator? And then I could, you know, it would be easier to pick this up. But now I really appreciate uh, my will as my authority. Like I, I get it and, and it feels good. It feels really good uh, when I hear it. It's like, whoa, I didn't, you know, and I, a lot of times I'll be talking with a friend and I hear it in my voice and it doesn't, it almost feels otherworldly. Like it's not coming from me, but it is, it's coming from my inner authority. Um, so I, I really enjoy it working with it now, but initially it was like eco authority. What are you talking about? You know, it was a little bit on the overwhelming side for me. Yeah. Like authorities can be tricky. Like I'm an emotional authority and like, <laughs> yeah, I, I still don't always make the most aligned decisions and but like learning to pause and give myself permission to take my time making decisions where uh, growing up I was judged for it but mm-hmm. learning that part in human design was like oh wait I'm designed this way like yes. I can you know I can ask for more time just so that I'm not um it was more me, like I was making too many decisions when I was like super excited and like very impulsive. Um, Cause I, I have the 34, 20, so I can, and I have, a, I have eight out of nine centers to find, like my room wow. is my only undefined. So I, yeah. there's a lot going on with me, but there, there's like, there's so much like impulse that I was doing and it was led to like really online decisions. I'd be like, why did I buy this? Like, I'm not, what was I thinking? And giving myself that permission to pause and like wait 24 hours and see if I feel the same way. If I do, I get it. If I don't, then, well, I've forgotten about it by then. So there we go. But yeah, like playing around with your authorities is uh, such a huge part. It is. Yeah, like really learning um, human design. Um, as like a human design specialist, is there any um, is there any area of the human design like chart or working with someone's human design that you like recommend someone work with first? 
Um, for it, for me, I think we, we always start with strategy. I think, uh, I think authority is secondary because it's a little harder to grasp, but I think if, if um, the person who I'm, I'm working with can really get, because that's the thing when you're, and you know, this as a man, man, as a man, Jen, um, that waiting on that emotional wave component is very challenging. So I feel like that's where we start and then we can tap into authority um, because authority, I think, is probably a little bit more complex, but it becomes clearer as you use your strategy. So for me, I just always want them to start with strategy. I want them to, to uh, start using it, you know, just let's start using it. Uh, pay attention to that wave. If you have an emotional wave, where are you in that? Are you feeling very high? Are you feeling very low? Are you all over the place? Let's, you know, to me, having an emotional wave, for example, it just, it's, it's a relief to, to know that you have time if that's your authority. You know, I, I, our society, there's so much conditioning around do it and do it now. No time like the present. Early bird gets the worm, blah, 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 right? And that's not, um, that does not apply to most people. And so that the deconditioning around that is the first thing that I think somebody needs to really uh, focus on. For me, it was, it was, you know, informing and initiating, you know, the informing, informing part, understanding that, you know, that's, that's the one strategy that uh, I think is not natural. It's just totally unnatural to manifestors to do it. But when you tell a manifestor, look, if you do it, you're going to experience more peace, you will, and you're going to have less resistance. To me, that's the selling point. Let's start working on that. And it makes a difference pretty quickly. Yeah, and for sure, like I've noticed that the more that even me, that as a manager, that I inform that it opens up like these bridges to communication. And um, sometimes, you know, because I informed and, you know, somebody responded that it actually has like shifted some of the things that I've done, like maybe, you know, like, like timing wise, or um, like informing somebody that, uh, somebody that I live with, like, hey, I'm going to the grocery store. Oh, wait, I like, they, they would say, like, oh, wait, I, I'm going anyway, like, what do you need? I'll pick it up for you. And like, then it was like, okay, now I don't have to go. Like, great. Um, yeah. Kind of a thing. So it's it's just working with the strategy and playing around with what like feels good. Like it opens up like so much for you. And I I love that. And and yeah, like it's for me at least, like it's and I think you brought this up earlier. It's always like a learning process. It's like yes. there's never any perfection it's always like progress and going deeper and like becoming more embodied each and every day so um it's it's that you don't need to have everything perfect right away you can just work piece by piece by piece and just move move through it yes Uh, yeah so do you have for um for anybody who's like newer to human design and 
just not sure where to get started. Like, do you have any advice for uh, people uh, along that line? Well, I, you know, I like that old saying, you know, how do you eat an elephant? Apologies to vegans and vegetarians. It's just, this is all symbolic, but how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? So, um, you know, if you're not the way that I am, I just start like taking in information from all over the place. And I, and I'm very, you know, I get in these, you know, I, I want it all. Um, and most of us are not like that. And I, and I have found that it's very easy to get overwhelmed. So, um, I would advise you take one step at a time. You find out you're a generator, find out what a generator is about. Start looking into type, um, read, you know, watch YouTube videos, listen to other generators, find out what their experience is like. Um, you know, look at, look at how, you know, your past and see how that might've played a role in things that you, uh, you've gone through or, uh, your, the way you learn, you know, just really start to explore that one thing. And then once you feel kind of comfortable with that, okay, yes, I'm a generator. That's what I am. Um, I understand now how we think, how we do things are, are, uh, how we're very generally shaped. Then you go down one level and you start to look at, okay, what's my strategy and authority. Then down again, what's my profile one bite at a time nice and slow. Don't, don't try to take it all in at, at the same time. Um, I, I find that to be very helpful advice because when I do readings, I, I tell them, I'm going to give you, I'm going to inundate you and I'm going to give you a ton of information and you're going to get a report with that. I'm going to tell you to not listen too carefully and just, just let's just enjoy this reading. Then you go back and you look at what I've sent you, but don't get caught up in trying to digest this all at the same time, because it's going to be too much. When you think about the sheer information involved in the I Ching, uh, all these different parts, the astrology, Kabbalah, and, and I've, I've enjoyed looking at each one. I enjoy that. Like I was studying quantum physics and quantum mechanics before I got into human design. I was already studying Kabbalah. I was, I was looking into all these different parts. Um, but when you look at all those different parts, it's a ton of information. And, um, you, you know, we just can't digest all of it at once. So just one thing at a time, um, you know, don't, don't, don't focus, don't get yourself overwhelmed that you just drop it and walk away because it is powerful and it is life-changing and it does change your relationships and it does change the way that you work. And, um, and the decisions you make, and it does bring you peace and satisfaction and, and all the good things. Um, so don't drop it, but, but be careful not to overwhelm yourself. I love that advice. Yeah, that can, that can happen like so easily. And even for me, you know, I've gone through uh, human design, like certification programs and everything. And I've, gone back like I'm like I'm absorbing all this information really quickly and um I keep on like going back to you know the videos or like the textbooks or whatever and I'm learned like I was just like did I really learn this because like I didn't remember it I was like oh my gosh, I have new insights. Oh my gosh, I have new insights. And it's like the same thing that I you know listened to or read before but as I've been like living my life and like working with people, it just comes across in this 
brand new light. And so just, and I've heard this from other people too, who have gone back to, um, like back to old readings, like either, uh, I know people who have gotten a reading over Zoom and they've had it like transcribed. So, because some people don't give like written reports along with like a Zoom right. reading. Yeah. Um, I do and I don't, I give people the option because uh, mm-hmm. I'm all about, I'm all about options. Sure. <laughs> but but yeah. yeah, they have that option. And like, I've had people like, you know, going through and like, you know, messaging me like, oh my gosh, like I came to this like breakthrough like months later and I'm like, oh my gosh, I love it. It's it's so wonderful that you can just keep on going back and like, it's this journey and the information like isn't going to go away, you know, right. it's going to be there for you, like whenever you're ready. So um, well, it's, it's cyclical, no you know, okay. it, it's cyclical. And, and that's the thing that I enjoy about every year, you know, going through every single gate and exploring what that means to me now, because next year I might go through that very same gate and look at it again and something else pops up for me and it, and it comes back around. And I think that's the way we learn and there's different learning styles and there's different ways of uh, obtaining information and the whole, you know, the mandala, you know, if you pull back and you look at the human design mandala, it's all a cycle, right? And I think our learning is like that too. And I think uh, we, we, you know, distill different truths in, in a process and it's not immediate. And I think the problem with our society and this again is part of our conditioning is that you're supposed to get it all now. Like you're, you take the course, you know, I mean, that's the thing. If you go to college and you learn, you learn about, say you're going to be an accountant and you learn everything that you need to know as far as the college says about accounting, but then you get out and you start doing accounting. It's a whole different learning process. It's not the same. Now you're practically applying it. And I think that's what, um, you know, this kind of cyclical learning affords us the ability to do is to go back and go back and go back. And every single time something new comes out of that, something new is born from that process. Something else is revealed to you. And it's exciting. I mean, I find it very exciting. Uh, I just think it's, you know, it's a really important thing to not, you know, what you need to know now is what you're going to need to know now. Next month, it's, it's going to be something else and and it'll be deeper than it was a year ago. And that's okay. There's, there's nothing wrong with that. We, we just have these cultural or societal expectations of digesting a thing and then immediately getting it. And it's not, I don't think information is supposed to be like that at all. I, yeah, I love how you described that, especially, you know, with the, like, college degree, like, pretty much, like, depending on, you know, what kind of degree, but, like, it's, it can almost be, like, irrelevant as soon as you graduate, because there's something new, Um, and it's, it's very interesting. Um, I have a master's in library science, and so, like right after I graduated, it was like, it was more like I learned how to learn. I learned how to mm-hmm. like research and like um, gathering resources, but it was all dependent on what library you worked at and what right. like what they had and what was available. And so 
it's definitely like it's like situation and situational and cyclical and everything yes um, so it's really 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 beautiful mm-hmm. um I had a question and then I lost it it's coming back okay so with everything that you do I know that I just I wanted to ask this question um with everything you do in your business like do you have like an offer or a way to work with you that like excites you the most what excites me the most? Wow, that's a hard question because everything pretty much excites me. Um, I think I, I love initiating new people into their design. I love the that aha moment that they experience. And I get to some vicariously experience when they learn who they are and things click, light bulbs go on. Oh, that's the that's why I'm I do this. That's why I, you know, learn this way. I, I love that initial like light bulb moment. That's beautiful. I also enjoy, I have a, I have another service besides um, the readings that I do called roadside assistance. And I love doing that because they come back and they're like, okay, I know all this now and I'm trying this, but let's talk about how to apply this practically, or this isn't working or that's working. I love those two because um, it gives me an opportunity to work with them and help them to uh, get back on the road and, and, and really start to work out, um, you know, their design. So I love that too. I love Gene Keys because I feel like um, you can really overcome uh, deep issues that have been tripping you up for ever and make real tangible progress in your life towards finding out uh, your purpose, whether it be uh, in your work or whether it just be in life in general or in your relationships. There isn't much that I don't love about uh, what I do. Um, I just, I guess to me, the initial, this, because I am a starter as a manifester, I'm a starter. So to, to just see that moment, you know, is really a thrill for me. I love it. And I love that name roadside assistance. Is this just like, um, I'm just curious how it works. Is it like a single session that somebody can just book with you and like talk with you over Zoom? Um, Yes. I like them to have an initial reading with me first. So we have a baseline to refer back to. Um, But it is, it is uh, designed to help a person overcome hurdles in working out their design. And that's what it's about. It's like, if you were driving down the road and you got a flat tire and you're like, man, I need someone to come change this flat tire. That's kind of what it's, what it's about. You're on the road, you're working it out, but you've, you've hit it. You've had an issue and let's sit, let's talk about it. Let's see how we can use uh, your unique design to, to overcome this or to figure out uh, a direction that you need to go in. That that's amazing. That's amazing. Um, I love I love the name. I love the concept. Like it, the concept is something that like I've put out there for people, but um, like nobody has really like taken me up on it. It's like because right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I definitely um, you know I've tried different things like three line experimenting all the time uh, because I know like that initial human design reading like some people are like okay that's all I want I did because it's you know it's yeah. kind of trendy right now so people just like want a reading because other people are doing it and right like, 
but then there's other people who, you know, they really do want to like dive into it. And, uh, but I, I've noticed that there, I, I think, I think at least like some of the people I've worked with, it's like almost this fear of like taking up space and like asking the coach or the guide for help. Um, and yeah. May, like that name that you've given like I feel like it's just really clear like no this is like here for you because of course like yeah. you know like triple a your roadside assistance like of course you're going to call them when something goes wrong and so that yeah it association really helps so it isn't it isn't easy um being you it isn't easy returning to who you are and there's there is a lot of things that you're going to run into in that process and it's helpful to have somebody come alongside you and say, okay, let's, let's look, let's look at how this was handled. Let's talk about, uh, you know, where you look, what were you looking, to, looking toward or to, to make this decision? It, how did, you know, how could this have been done, done differently? You know, it's, it's nice to be able to check in. And I, I just, you know, I, I felt like there was a need because I would do the readings and I felt like I was just leaving someone on the side of the road and driving off, you know, like now they've got to do this and they're going to, of course, face some hurdles, you know, of course, it's not going to be easy all the time. And I wanted to be available um, to help them in that process. And so I make sure that they know that, that, okay, I'm leaving you now and you have your report and you have all the information. Um, But, you know, navigating this Maya, this illusion is not uh, it's, it's not easy. It's, it's a tough planet. So if something comes up, I'm here, I'm here. And, and we can, we can talk about it and we can see if we can't access the truth that's in you. I love that. Yeah, that's, that's so great. And I love it. I, I love that I asked you that question because, and I, you know, I agree like with having so much in your business like excite you because that's why we have these businesses we you know it's meant to be enjoyed it's meant to be something that we really love to do and so um I don't know I just thought it'd be fun to ask like like what's your like favorite or like most (laughs) exciting thing to do because like you know there's always that like one piece that's like this is like really was on my heart but like the other things it's like that icing on the cake kind of uh, kind of a thing. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And um, so I like, I know we connected through the book that you um, co-authored with. Yes. Um, like 20 other people, like what was it like, like writing, uh, writing that book and being a part of that process? It was, you know, I was, I was extremely impressed with uh, the publisher and um, just the pr- learning about the process and the methodology that she used to bring it all together. Cause that's a lot of people. It's 25 different authors. This is the book right here. I don't know if you can see it. <laughs> uh, it's called stop overworking and start overflowing 25 ways to transform your life using human design. So it's 25 people and a lot of very wonderful stories and a, a lot of unique takes on what it meant to each one when they learned their design. Mine is in there as well. I was very honored to be part of that process. Um, it was a wonderful process. It, it was extremely educational. I came away feeling very uh, excited and gratified about the how it all turned out. Uh, I've heard nothing but excellent feedback about the book. 
And I met a lot of really nice people. And to me too, you know, my experience is one story, but it's really nice to listen to other people and what they took away from human design when they learned about it and how it impacted different parts of their life. Uh, what they learn, what, what they apply it to in, on their trip and their movie. So uh, that's been really exciting. Yeah. And like, that's kind of, even though it's not a book, like that's the premise of like this podcast is like hearing other people's stories and, and um, gaining wisdom from other people's like life experiences. They're like moving through their human design and um, the book is on my to read list. I, mm-hmm. I'm I'm excited about it because they're like everybody who I have connected with like through the book. It's they, you guys have all been like so amazing, and I I love it. Like everybody, you guys have such innate wisdom, like deep within you that I'm learning and I'm like gaining insights as I'm like talking with you. I'm talking with other people and um, listeners. I I know you are too because this has been like so so good. Um, so like I want to thank you for being on here and for um anybody who wants to connect with you or like work with you, like do a reading. Um, where can they get in touch with you? Well, you can go to my website. It's humandesignsimplified.weebly.com. And if you scroll down, um, the first button that you come to is to book an appointment. Uh, But there's other resources available on that site as well. Um, You can also connect with me on Facebook, which is Human Design Simplified, and on Instagram, which is Human Design Simplified. Now, the Facebook uh, group is private, and I have it uh, that way for a reason, because I just want people to feel like they can share and be open uh, without, you know, everybody else reading what they're writing. So uh, that one's private, but Instagram's public and you can go to my website anytime, which again is humandesignsimplified.weebly.com. Awesome. Thank you. And all of that information will be in the show notes for you guys um, so that you can definitely connect with April. Um, I want to thank you again for uh, being on the show today. Thank you. I appreciate you having me so much. And I, um, I enjoyed our conversation. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Want to dive even deeper? I invite you to get your human design manifestation blueprint. In this blueprint, you will receive a personalized breakdown of your human design chart and how to use it to manifest your dream life. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. As a special thank you, you can send your screenshot of the review to theamymay at gmail.com and my team will send you a little gift. All the details are in the show notes. I invite you to tag me on Instagram at embodyyourdesignxo with your favorite part of this episode. Thank you again for listening and see you 